Hi, and welcome to the Social Angle Podcast. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I'm joined by Teresa Hagel, Executive Editor of Digital Content, to discuss some of the changes we'd love to see on social media platforms. Teresa, how are you? Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very good. Now, uh, a lot of people know me. I've been doing this for a while. Um, But why don't you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about the social media that you've done? So I am the executive editor for digital content with ASI. I've been here for almost six years, and I'm very active on Twitter, and I do a lot with Instagram as well. I mean, personally, I do Facebook. I've tried Snapchat. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Um, Who does? I don't know. Does, somebody must like you it. you got to be under the age of 25, yeah. I guess, to like yeah. it. Yeah, not my demographic. But you, you actually did a lot of, um, well, you basically ran our wearables uh, yes. Instagram. Yes. So you've That done, was my idea. I started it. And, and it was very active. Yeah, I liked um, it. And our Facebook, uh, wearables Facebook was very active as well. And like you said, you do Twitter. So you're no stranger to social media. So today's topic, um, you know, now that it's a new year, or actually, you know, three weeks into it, you and I wanted to discuss some of the changes we'd like to see on social media from a business perspective. So, you know, we're just going to kind of put our, you know, magic hats on and mm-hmm. just pick three things. Maybe we'll it's our magic hoodies, like the there you know, you tech go. people, magic hoodie. All right, let's put our magic hoodie on <laughs> and just talk about some of the things. I've got three, you've got three, and we're going to kind of talk about them one at a time. Okay. So with my magic wand or my magic hat or my magic hoodie, <laughs> this is number one. Okay. And I think this is very common. I've seen this gripe a lot, but I think that it's about time that Twitter adds an edit button for their tweets. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, I've tweeted 32,000 times on behalf of ASI, probably nearing 33,000 times. And I guarantee you I've made lots <laughs> and lots of typos. Um, and I'll talk about one that I made a couple years ago. Um, I was doing a post or a tweet about um, T-shirts. It's a data, a data tweet. We have all right. this research and data. Um, and instead of writing T-shirt... T dash dash S H I R T. I feel like I know where this is going. Yes, I forgot the R. <laughs> so, I posted um, a tweet that had T dash S H I T, and it sat there for about I don't know three hours before I realized when I went in and I checked some of the conversation around this that I had written the word S H I T. But by that time, it had already gotten you know a bunch of likes, you know, ten or fifteen likes. Um, you know, and there were some people talking about it for good reasons and bad reasons. <laughs> um, but it w- it was already ha- already had some virality to it. So, um, you know, of course I couldn't edit it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my first instinct was, well, I have to delete it because it's a curse word. I mean, people realize that I didn't curse on purpose, but you know, it put me in a situation where I was like, well, now I have to delete this, and I did. I yeah. deleted it because you know it just didn't look good, um, despite the fact that most people got out of it you know, the positive message that, you know, t-shirts generate a number of impressions. So a simple edit button would have helped me get get through that. But do you think that having the edit button will will detract from, I mean, like people will be changing, you know, a lot of times on Twitter, people Mm -hmm. will post something controversial or something that's designed to go viral. Mm -hmm. Then they get like pushback. Are they going to be editing their their tweets to like make it less you know inflammatory uh, and then you know it's a good point you know what I mean like is, is there I feel like there could be some some issues with it at the same time they could just delete 
and I think people already do that, delete things that get, you know, a lot of That's the you know, easy way out. negative uh I see the feedback, journal the journalist and you coming out there. Yeah, no, yeah. I totally get it. So the the easy way out is mm -hmm. to just delete it. It's like, right. oh, this is getting the the wrong response, not the response I wanted, boom, delete it. Or if somebody's, you know, kind of focusing on the way you phrase something, mm -hmm. you just go in and rephrase it. It's a good point. Um I like that you're kind of pushing back on that. Um, but for somebody like myself who does volume scheduling mm -hmm. for, for Twitter, um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I create a bunch of tweets. You know, I sit down for 15 minutes, create a bunch of tweets, schedule them out for the day. Um, you know, it, and a lot of times you're going to make a mistake. Right. You know, and it's like, you know, I go back and I look at my Twitter feed. Boom, there's another typo. And I'm just like... That's not me, but you know, like I wish there was an, an easier way to go in and fix that. Do you do you think it should have you know, I think on Facebook they do this if you edit it, it'll note that it's an edited post. I mean, should it I think let, so. You, you should people should know that that was not the original format. Right. And I think yeah, for those who don't know that when you edit something on Facebook, it will say that, you know, this was edited. Um and it's a public facing, it tells other people that you've edited it in some way, uh, so they know. And I think so. I think there should be some transparency there. Yeah. Um, but for sure, it would make my life easier, uh, and it would make countless other lives oh, yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've definitely made tons of typos. And the worst part is when you don't even realize it until you go back like the next day right. and people are responding to it. You're like, oh, my God, there's a huge I know. typo. I don't think I've ever um, inadvertently cursed in one, but <laughs> but I've definitely made some It's errors. better to inadvertently curse than to intentionally curse. So um, so that's my first wish list. Um, what is yours? your first one? So mine is – my first one is – I don't know if it's a wish or it's just I'm kind of like waiting to see how this will turn out or what's going to happen. I saw I, I saw a story about I, I think Twitter announced this at CES perhaps, but they're adding some a new set setting for conversation participants that will let you do either global group panel or statement. And it's I think it's to get rid of some of the abuse that I mean, like that's one of the, the mm -hmm. I, I love Twitter. But I also hate Twitter because of right. the way that it just kind of people pile on and mm -hmm. it kind of encourages these like, you know, blanket statements that, you know, are, are meant to like rile people up, sure. you know, and, and, you know, it's like so short, it, which can be great, but can also be like, you don't, you lose some nuance. Right. Right. Um, but there's also a lot of like issues of, of people abusing um you know, women and, and people of color, especially often mm -hmm. are, are bullied off of the site just because of, you know, harassment campaigns right. basically. Um, so I, I guess some of these um, new settings are supposed to help make it more about conversations and maybe like let you target who you're talking to mm -hmm. as opposed to just, you know, shouting something out into into the void, into, right into the void. <laughs> so I think like the statement is something you would just say, but you would no one would be able to respond to it. Um, and this is you said this is something that they're working on there. So it says that they are going to be adding it sometime during the year, but it doesn't. It doesn't say when when it's okay. going to come, so um, we we shall see. But uh, like so, global lets anybody reply. Group is for people you follow and mention. Panel is people you specifically mention in the tweet, and then statement simply allows you to post a tweet and receive no reply. Interesting. Okay. I I mean that's a good. Th you know, it sounds like they're kind of going in a way that you know Facebook has all their groups. Right. Um, you know and. You know, that's where a lot of people go and have discussions. You, know, right. you find people, like-minded people, and mm -hmm. you go and have discussions. Uh, in Twitter, there is, there's no such thing. You're basically, you know, jumping at the, you know, you're at the very top, and you're just shouting down, and whoever responds, responds. Um, and there's no way to control that. Right. So 
I, I do like that. I think that's, um, you know, it, it's a step in the right direction. I, you know, I will say that um, hashtags, like, mm -hmm. you know, when people do uh, chats, right. um, you know, they do, ha they all follow the same hashtag during a chat. That's the only way that I know of that type of conversation being funneled to the, you know, to the same people. But that doesn't mean other people can't jump in. Right, right. And I mean, there's there's benefits of it being wide open to anybody. But obviously, you know, Twitter's been around for a few years now. And we've seen some of the issues that being that open sure. can, can have. So it, I don't I don't think it would hurt to have something a little bit more tailored that you can decide who you want it to go to. For sure. So we've, we've had two wish lists for Twitter. Yes. Um, now I'm going to do one now about for, for all networks outside of Facebook. Now, um, I think that all networks um, should have uh, native scheduling uh, functionalities. So Facebook right now, um, I schedule all of our Facebook uh, content through Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I used to use a third-party tool that would allow me to schedule it, um, and then it would post automatically to the network. And I think a couple of years ago, that was the trend. You know, right. everyone was using these third-party tools and posting onto these social networks through these tools. But nowadays, I think with video being the prime medium that all social networks want to, you know, have you upload and promote, I think the best way to do it is through the networks because when you post a, a, a video file through a, a third-party um, uh, platform, it can get all messed up. So r Facebook's been doing it right. I, I schedule everything through Facebook, but it's time that Twitter had mm -hmm. this. It's time that LinkedIn had this functionality. It's time that you know Instagram had it. Um, and because I think more people would use it. And small businesses, when I think of like mom and pop shops who don't have the money or the time to really purchase a third-party tool to schedule the content that they want to post, they have to do it all real-time. Um, so if these networks had those native features, I think more people would use them. All right, you're number two. Okay, well, I'm going back to Twitter because that's where I spend <laughs> all my time, I guess. But so the thing, this I don't know, this is a little one, but when you post a photo in Twitter, a lot of times the preview of it is cut off in like a ridiculous way. Mm -hmm. Like heads are always cut off. I don't understand how it decides which part of the photo Interesting. To, okay. to focus on. I mean, like if you click on the photo, you'll see the whole thing. But if you're just scrolling through, the little preview is always at like the most um, awkward right. you placement. Don't look, yeah, you don't know what you're looking at. And I mean, something. I'm not asking Twitter to like know which part mm -hmm. to focus on, but maybe like when you post it, it can show you like the preview so you can kind of move the photo up or down right. how you want it. Like. Obviously, they're you know they're cutting it off in a certain way. So why can't we choose how to crop it? Right, and and you know I think at issue there is that you know I look at Twitter through you know desktop. I also mm -hmm. look at it through uh, mobile. Right, and the images you know are different. You know, so the cropping, whatever their standardized mm -hmm. cropping is, it yeah. has to be a centralized crop. It it, it mm -hmm. is strange though because but sometimes a picture looks good, and yeah. then other times I'm like I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are smart people. They can figure out a way to make it work across platforms. I agree. <laughs> so I agree. I'm it's not it's not rocket science. It's <laughs> just Twitter. Come on. I hear you. Um, all right. So my number three is uh, for Instagram. Um, <coughs> Instagram is a mobile, you know, social network. Yeah. You know, it came out as a mobile social network. People are encouraged to use it from their mobile, but you know, they do have a business end. Um, you know, it's like they know a lot of people use it for business, but you cannot do anything from a desktop, you know, in Other terms, than look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, you know, it's, or edit your profile. You can't 
post from right. a desktop. Now, look, there are all these workarounds. There are plugins and third-party apps and things that you have to buy. There's hacks in order to, you know, fake out your desktop yeah. to think it's on a mobile. Right. But why don't Instagram yeah. just make it right. easier for right. everyone and let you access or make posts from a desktop? Because right now what I have to do is I have to take, you know, say I have a video. It's like, oh, now I have to somehow get it into the cloud so that I can access it from my phone mm -hmm. so that I can post it, you know, from my mobile app. Yeah. And it, it presents, you know, a challenge to me. And I'm, you know, I know how, I know what I'm doing, but for others who, who are just kind of like, you know, casual, you know, Instagram users for business, you know, they're like, what am I going to do here? How do I do this? Yeah. How do I get my, how do I get a video from my email down to my phone to, you know, upload to the app, you know? So it's a bit frustrating. Um, I don't see anything, you know, in any of the research that I've done that Instagram is going to change that. You know, I think they're like, hey, you know, people love this social platform. They use it from their phone. You know, it's not like they're losing business because right. of that, but it would make things a lot easier from a business perspective. I, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little disingenuous on their part for not wanting to, to do this because, yes, you know, most people are using it on their phone, but mm -hmm. they have to know. They know that businesses are using this and this is a huge marketing tool for them. And it's kind of like, I'm not maybe not unfair, but like it's it's unwieldy to have to try and, you know, back end through to mobile for, for, for these different things that would be so much easier if you could just do it right. on your desktop. And a lot of times the messaging that I craft, um, you know, it's so much easier to do it on, on desktop. So, you, you know, you open up Word or, or Notepad and you, you write out the perfect message with all your hashtags. And now it's like, I can't, now I have to email myself, you know, from, <laughs> you know, to my personal account on my mobile phone so that I can copy and paste that to That's my mobile mobile app for Instagram. And it's like, right. it's so frustrating. It's very it's like, archaic. It is. It's like, you know, you're adding double the work here. And I just think that, you know, it would be very helpful um, for use, for users of Instagram mm -hmm. if they had that option. Yeah, I would be, I would definitely be down with that change. All okay, right. your last one. My last one is also an Instagram wish. Um, so basically, you know, on Instagram, when you put in your little description, your little caption, you can't put any you know, there's no links. I mean, I guess right. you could like type something out. It just wouldn't be clickable. Right. You know, so people always have the workaround of click the link in the bio. And I mean, I get why it's cool to uh, not be like loaded down with links and, and all that. But sometimes it would just be nice and easier to just be able to put the link that you're, you know, you're doing right into the, the caption and be done with it. As opposed to like making people like go to multiple places to try and find what you're talking sure. about. And I think that's a, it's a definitely a good it's a good one, mm -hmm. but I will say that I think it differentiates the platform from the rest in that they're not pushing out to other networks or uh, other websites. Well. In, and it's actually ingenious because if you think about it from an ad perspective, everybody who comes to Instagram is not, they're, they're not going to leave Instagram because they're clicking on links that are mm -hmm. posted in, in an Instagram post. So for an from an ad advertising perspective, it's like, I want to advertise there because I know that people aren't going to be leaving the network so, so but don't you want don't they want you to leave the network to go to their their own site potentially unless you're i mean if you're advertising on the network mm -hmm. you're you know you're doing sponsor posts to me it's like you know people are going to be on yeah the, the network they're not going to leave unless you know they just you know i'm tired i'm done with this i'm going to mm -hmm. go somewhere else but for you know i think of facebook it's like we we promote a lot of our content to our website you know someone sees the link boom you know now they're outside of 
Facebook. They're now right. at asicentral.com. Well, did, did you ever notice on Facebook when you try to click a link, they try to make you stay? Did, did you ever get I that message? S- Sometimes when I click on a link in Facebook, it'll be like, you're about to click on, on something external to Facebook. Are you sure you want to leave? I have not seen that. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a little disturbing, actually. That's all. That's a whole podcast <laughs> in itself right there. Yeah. I had no idea. I've never seen that experience. Um, But yeah, back to Instagram. I, You know, Look, we have a lot of content we push yeah. now, um, you know, and it would be nice if Instagram would allow us us to do that. We would certainly post a lot more on Instagram to do that. But, um, I, you know, I kind of like that they don't do that. The LinkedIn bio thing gets annoying. And I know there's also we have, you know, a plugin called Linktree where, you know, we say, hey, if you want to read mm-hmm. more, go click on the link in the bio. And when you click on that, it's a kind of like a, a link farm of, right. of all of our links that we're, we've been talking about. Um, but still, that's an extra couple steps. People don't want to do that. Right. Um, well, so, see, I guess my thing is that I understood, you know, if Instagram was this pure kind of social media site that's just people like sharing their photos mm-hmm. and it's this beautiful, lovely, you know, experience. But it's filled with marketing now. It's filled mm-hmm. with you know shop, you know, totally. you know, shoppable links and this and that. Like if you can pay, you can have you know sure. links in, in the photos. But so it's it's a little disingenuous now to be like, oh well, we don't you know we don't want to sell it with links because right. it's it's filled with links for all these things that you can purchase and, and buy. Sure. It's just for the the paying customers. Right. So if you're if you're paying money, you certainly get to you know push people outside of right. Instagram. But of course, by that time, Instagram's got your money and that's right. okay to right. them. Right. Right. Um, so why would they do it for free? They're going to lose all the advertising. Oh, I mean, I know, I know, but yeah, I mean it, that's that's a good one. Um, you know, for sure, um, Instagram has been able to you know, stay well afloat without that feature. But from a business perspective, if you're pushing something, a product or a service, you would love to get that extra benefit of people clicking outside of a, um, of a post Mm -hmm. to whatever you're trying to sell. Right. Or, you know, for, for me as a writer, like I want them to go and read my articles and it's hard to do that (laughs) if you can't, you know, get them there. Sure. And so based on that, a lot of people, you know, a lot of businesses aren't on Instagram, Instagram for that reason. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, why am I going to go there? What am I going to showcase? Those are people who don't get it. Right. I was going to say, I, I don't agree with that. I mean, I think yeah. you should definitely be on there, but like, why not just throw us a little bone? Even if it's just like one little, one little link. One link a month. How's that? Okay. One I would a be, week. You know what? One a week, one a, one a month, something. something. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> so that's it for, for us. Um, if you have, um, you know, any questions for us, of course, you can uh, reach out to me. Um, on Twitter at ASI Central. And Teresa, what's your address? It is at Teresa Hegel, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-H-E-G-E-L. All right, that's it from us. Uh, We'll see you next time on the Social Angle Podcast.